Coming to you live from Master Closet Studios. You're listening to the only podcast on the internet with a cool pet raven. Oh, yeah. That will kill you. <laughs> well, I mean. Maybe it's not such a cool thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's the Noobs and the Hoobian. My name is Austin. I'm the Hoobian. These are my sons, Corbin and Tripp. And, and we're, we're the, the noobs. noobs. And this is that podcast where we introduce a whole new generation to Doctor Who by watching an episode each week and then discussing it from the perspective of a dad who's seen it before. And, and two, two sons, sons who, who haven't. haven't. So welcome to episode number 137 covering series nine, episode 10, Face the Raven. This is the one where the Doctor and Clara kind of solve a murder mystery and don't fight a quantum raven. That's right. She doesn't fight it. Yeah. In the yeah. end. Let me be brave. Oh, it's so good. Anyways, uh, jumping ahead. Production notes. Story number 260 originally aired November 21st, 2015 to 6.06 million viewers. So we, we, we're kind of settling out here. Yeah. Settling out in the high five, low six range for this year. Not a great year. It's kind of sad. Mm-hmm. It's not a great year. Uh, it was written by Sarah Dollard and directed by Corbin's favorite director name, Justin Malotnikoff. Which I remember. You I don't great, know how you name. read that. Because I, uh, that's not how I would pronounce that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am a cultured man of the world. I yes, know how to yes. pronounce many things. How many countries have you been to? How many countries have I been to? Yes. Just one. Other yeah. <laughs> that was my point. Yes, but I've studied many things. Okay. I know many things. That makes all the difference. And I said Moving I on. can pronounce many things. Miscellaneous trivia. Uh, there is a poster on Trap Street somewhere. I did not catch this. Okay. This is straight up from the Wikia. The poster features a flux capacitor, mm-hmm. diagram of a flux capacitor, and the caption reads DeLorean, but it is written in the Star Wars standard alphabet. Corbin, you want to tell me how that's pronounced? Arabesh? <laughs> yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah sure. So, so you know how, like, in, in Star Wars, they're not speaking English. Yeah. Right? They're speaking yeah. Standard or basic Which or is, whatever. It's just English, but right. it's just, well, yeah, just it sounds English. remarkably like English. There's a lot of overlaps. Yeah, a lot of similarities. As in, pretty much all of the words. No, no, and no. It was, it was a exactly long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Right. I mean, yeah. yeah. So at any rate, they no, uh, no. they they used that uh, alphabet to spell the word DeLorean and put it under a, a picture of a. Which I mean, a diagram of a flex capacitor. Such a mix. So many levels. Uh. Of, if if Sci-fi, if it had been like the the Klingon translation of the word DeLorean <laughs> written in Arabesh, that would have been even better. Yeah. Um, the other thing was this was the first. This is the first Doctor Who episode with a post credits scene. Huh. So this is 2015. So we're well into the Marvel years. Yeah. Now, right. So I guess everybody's jumping on the bandwagon. So if you missed it, go back, so you can shed a little tear. Sad Whovians. Sad. <laughs> we won't even tell you what happens. You yeah. just got to go watch it for yourself. It's really short. It was almost <laughs> like two I seconds. was like, I like called seconds. the boys. I'm like, oh my gosh, boys, look, I just read on the Wikia. There's a post credit scene. And I pulled them down two and seconds. then we watched it and it was like, oh, oh. that was, that was <laughs> short. Sad. sad, but sweet. Oh. Uh, the cast. Oh my gosh. Do you guys remember when I said, I know that woman? No. no. I said, I know her. <laughs> I don't no. remember that. Okay. So the woman with the two faces, the daughter yeah. that was posing as a son. Oh. oh, I thought you were talking about the other woman. No, no, no. Oh, wow. I, was about, I was talking about the uh, the daughter, and I was like, okay. I know her from somewhere. Okay. So first of all, I recognized her right away from an episode of Black Mirror called The Black Museum. And if anybody's seen that episode, uh, can we just collectively say, dang, um, that episode <laughs> is brutal. But um, not not recommended. <laughs> this is a family-friendly podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so we don't recommend that episode. <laughs> uh, but at any rate, yeah. she was also apparently 
maybe in Ready Player One. Maybe. 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 She has such a small part in Ready Player One. She is credited on IMDb as Reb, as in Rebel, as in remember at the end when all of the all of the people came to the battlefield. Oh yeah. She is listed as essentially one of the rebels. And at first I was like, wait a minute, that was all in the video game. So how does that work? Apparently, uh, I don't know if you guys remember, they're flashing back and forth between the the battle happening in the video game and then like what's going on in the real world (laughs) where everybody's like wearing their uh, goggles (laughs) and haptic gear. And so you see these people like on the street corner. Yeah. (laughs) But it looks like they're engaged in epic battle. Um, (sighs) There's a scene where it might be her. It might be. It might but be. it's hard to tell because she's wearing goggles. Okay. So it is such an obscure scene that the actress is not sure if she's in the movie. She's wow. literally quoted in an article on Yahoo Entertainment as saying, I don't know. I might be there. <laughs> so, so like she filmed it. She filmed the scene. Yeah. But she's not sure. And so, again, this would just be her wearing the goggles pretending to you know be in this epic battle. And But she said... Maybe I'm in the movie. Maybe not. Doesn't matter. I got to meet Steven Spielberg and I shook his hand. So for her, it's a win whether she was in the movie (laughs) or not. She's like, I met Steven Spielberg. I shook his hand. Now, the other thing is I haven't said her name yet uh, purposefully because some people, as soon as I say her name, would know exactly who I'm talking about because I'm an idiot that I didn't. I recognized her from the Black Museum a one-off episode from an anthology series out of the UK now on Netflix in America. (laughs) This is where I pulled her from, from my memory. But more importantly, and the thing that everyone is screaming into their iPods right now is that she's a Disney princess. Are y'all getting it yet? From the frog? Letitia Wright. No, I have no idea. Letitia Wright is Shuri from Black Panther. Guys, guys, what? She's the Black Panther. She's uh, she's uh, T'Challa's sister. Oh, really? That's her. I thought I recognized. I mean, picture her with only one face. Yeah, I would (laughs) have not known. Picture her with only one face and and longer hair. That's her. That's Letitia Wright. And I was like, oh my gosh! I by the way, I never made the connection that the actress that I know from Black Museum. From a, a Black Mirror, yeah, is her. I never made that connection before. Yeah. When I saw her in the Black Panther and in Game, and you know, I never connected the dots that that's her. <clears throat> and um, so yeah, she's she's not only is she a, she's literally a Disney princess because she is a princess. She's one of the princesses of crap. What's the name of the? Oh. <laughs> What's the country? <laughs> Crap. Oh, Wakanda. Wakanda. She's yeah. the princess of, of Wakanda, so she's literally a Disney princess yeah. now. But on top of that, um, you know, uh, 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 Chadwick Boseman has died, and right now, what Marvel has said, what Disney has said, is they're not going to recast Chadwick Boseman. They're not going to recast the Black Panther. They're going to pass the mantle to Shuri, which apparently happened at some point in the comics anyway. Hmm. So again, I'm going... Oh, she's from this show that you've never heard of and never seen and blah, blah, blah. No, guys, she's the Black Panther. So <laughs> Black Panther, she was on Doctor Who first. Uh, there you go. Guys, Noobs in the Hoobian is brought to you by Google Fi. That's right, Google Fi. They've got their own, uh, Google has their own cell phone company because they want all of the data. 
They want yes. all of the things. They want to own all of the things. And soon they will. Don't give because in. Because you're going to... Shut yeah. up. <laughs> They are going to own all the things because for just $20 a month, you can get unlimited talk and text, and then you just pay uh, $10 per gig of data. It charges you down to the megabyte. You only pay for what you use, Trip. Why? Every, <laughs> every episode. I feel like every time you say that, I want to rant about how bad those ads are. <laughs> That's why I bring it up, <laughs> because I want to get y'all charged up for the next, <clears throat> next segment. Anyways, uh, you can add additional lines for just $15 per line per month. Head over to noobsinthehoovian.com slash fi and you can get $20 off after your first month. So that brings us down into the checklist. Uh, the name of the episode spoken in dialogue. Yes. Oh, we got yeah. it very yeah. clearly. She said the piece of the uh, me, y'all's favorite uh, character, uh, Mayor Me, says the piece of this street depends on one thing. To break a rule is to face the raven. So there you go. Uh, Boom. Right there. It wasn't even just like a thematic yeah you know, appearing in the, it, she said it, it she literally said the words. Yeah. Um, creature of the week. Okay. So the, we've gone back and forth about creature of the week. We used mm-hmm. to call it baddie of the week, you know, all that kind of stuff. And the Wikia, I think listed me as the, the main villain. And that's fair enough. Right. Yeah. It turns out she's yeah. behind it all. Um, but I was trying to stick with creature of the week. And so one, uh, the lurk worms. Oh yeah. Those, those weird things, things were awesome. Yeah, those things were weird. Um, does does any do, do any of my uh, adult listeners remember uh, glowworms? The little uh, little things, uh, stuffed animal thing. You could you squeeze it and its face would light up. And what? the noobs are looking at me like, what? what? It was it was a it was a it was like a um, so like instead of a teddy bear that you would go to sleep with, it was this thing called a, a glowworm, and it was so it was kind of like a teddy bear, but the face was wasn't squishy. It was kind of it was like plastic. And when you would squeeze it, it would turn on a light, and so its face would glow. So it was like a combination, like teddy bear and nightlight, is essentially what it was. So it's right bizarre. next to your but face. The, so well, it's like... and the crazy thing was, technology being what it was in the mid '80s, um, it was you know it was a stuffed animal with a hard head, except for that the core of that thing had probably like four D cell batteries in it to power this stinking light bulb. And so when you squeezed it, it was like squeezing a brick with a blanket around it, like a thin blanket around it. It was the <laughs> most uncomfortable thing to sleep with. <sighs> Anyways, that's what these things remind me of. Uh, it says that the light that they give off sets up a field that normalizes everything you see and places it within the compass of your experience and your comfort. So why didn't so, the doctor? Is wow. that why the doctor could see all of them? It was kind of glimmers, but it seemed uh, like maybe. the doctor was still mostly seeing normal stuff, and I don't get that. He should have you seen mean he was every seeing single humans? guy. Yeah, you should have yeah, seen everyone. Yeah, that's really within his comfort zone. Yeah, he's used to seeing all right. these aliens. I didn't even think of that. And the other that's guy could get glimpses of them too. I think that's because he had already, for whatever reason, seen through it. No, wait, no, they didn't ever explain that. Because yeah. at first, my thought was, oh, he's been there, so he's been through. Like kind of through the looking glass, so he's. But it, but it doesn't matter. It's it's still giving off the light. It's still. And Clara should be, should be fine with the alien guys too. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, that was that Don't was weird. So, they didn't man. make much sense. Uh, the other creature of the week, the main creature of the week, was the quantum shade. This was some sort of. Super help cool. me out, guys. Was this alien tech or an alien creature? I have no idea. You controlled the alien creature with the alien tech. Is that what it was? Which was, I'm so it was sure. It was a both quantum tattoo or something. You know? <laughs> a quantum tattoo. That oh, gives man, you a, a tattoo. quantum tattoo. What's that, that sounds cool. Dope. Does that mean? Does that mean uh, my whole body is a tattoo until you look at it and then it 
then then it collapses into just one image. I guess. So it's, uh, <laughs> what? And I lost Corbin. <laughs> uh, so at any rate, it's some sort of combination of alien tech and alien creature that can hunt you down across time and space to kill you if you have the wrong tattoo. It's very similar to <laughs> so that mummy thing. Bloods and Crips. Uh, yeah, yeah. Corbin pointed that out. The mummy on the Orient Express. You see, I have sixty seconds left to live. Did you make a gang joke? What? You said bloods and crips. Uh, yeah. What? <laughs> Take a second to register. <laughs> work, no, I heard it. Work just... all the way down. Yeah. Okay. Uh, under jiggery pokery, uh, I just made a note here under the TARDIS. Whenever the phone in or on the TARDIS rings, it's never a good day. Yeah. Yeah. Like as soon as that phone on the console started ringing, the doctor was like, he was all smiling and they were cracking jokes, <gasps> and then the phone rings and he's like, <clears throat> you know, just like you know, record scratch, everything came to a halt. Um, and then under random, we, we already kind of talked about this with the uh, lurk worms. Originally, the doctor called it a misdirection circuit. And I was confused. So what, was he describing something that he thought it was, but then it wasn't that it was the lurk worms instead? Yes. Why? I don't know. I don't know. On a production level, why? I do, think it was unclear. Why really. would we do that? Well, there's I a lot of things know. about this episode that kind of don't make sense. Well, we'll, so. we'll get into that. Um, my question was, how is a misdirection circuit different than the perception filter? It's not. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it kind of is, but it's, it's like... Not. A little why, bit. Yeah. Perception filter. It's, it's it changes it to a specific thing is what the perception filter... I mean, they're Right, but the misdirection like filter the makes your thing. eyes skip over it. Which and is, the misdirection filter circuit makes you, like, lose focus. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. It makes but it your does, eyes like, the skip same over thing the thing. And it has the yeah. same effect. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the same end result, but it's They're just, very similar. I don't know. Maybe it's an Android and an iPhone thing. There's <laughs> <laughs> competing alien technology. That's funny. Hey, man, did you get the newest perception filter? Pfft, no, I'm a misdirection circuit guy. What are you kidding me? Get that crap out of here. Um, oh, so by the way, um, we'll add this to the list, right? There's there's no such thing as as uh, vampires. They're aliens. There's no such thing mm-hmm. as werewolves. They're aliens. You're not forgetful and easily distracted. You don't have ADD. It's aliens. You that's, really that's what I got from aliens. this direction circuit. You know, I yeah. love... Every time in? I lose focus in English class and reread the same line 16 times, apparently yeah. that's because some alien just walked through the room or something. I don't know. Or there's an alien just in your room, like didn't even walk by. Like you're just, it's there all the time. But then just... I would be unfocused. Oh, that's all true. The time, <laughs> like, so. Why didn't Corbin learn anything in the 10th grade? I don't get it. <laughs> it's like, oh, it was a, yeah, an alien teacher, misdirection circuit. It made... <laughs> He forgot everything that whole year. So. Anytime you walk into a room and then for totally forget what you want, it's because an alien oh. just like walked. That's right. Down. That's yeah. it. You're not forgetful. Cool idea. Yeah. Uh, that was pretty much it for the uh, for the old checklist. There, we we didn't didn't have a whole lot yeah. uh, on there this week. Like Corbin said, this was a boring episode. I, <sighs> it wasn't a boring right, we'll, episode. There we'll just talk. wasn't much. <laughs> we'll talk. Um, other stuff we noticed. Um, I love that the doctor says he he's been retconned. That was interesting. Yeah. Bringing the i the the term retcon in universe, and making it not a literary device, but a thing that you can do to another sentient being, especially for you a give show it an with amnesia drug like actual retcons. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. It was almost it was almost like there was a part of me that was wondering was this a fourth wall type of thing where it was like eh <laughs> <laughs> he's been retconned. You know, like yeah. it happens sometimes. <laughs> like what happens all the time on our show. Yeah. Eh? The show has been yeah. going for 60 years or whatever. They That's right. We're, yeah, we're coming up on 60. Um, so, yeah, he was given an amnesia drug 
And um, I thought it was weird that she was like, hey, I was being merciful. I gave him time to go say goodbye to his family. And then I wiped his memory, including the memory of the fact that he needed to say goodbye to his family. Like, come on, me. Get that figured out. (laughs) Well, apparently she never intended to kill him anyways, so... At least it makes sense that a plan uh, okay. has a bunch of holes in it. That's that's true. When some of the details weren't adding up, it was actually because it was part of the ru- the ruse. The Honestly, plan. though, that feels like a cheap way to write a terrible script. So no, 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 no. Because if it was intentional and then it's revealed at the end, that that makes more. They sense. They didn't yeah. do the reveal very well. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we we can get there later. But. There was an alien who made the statement: "Humans can survive having whole limbs removed." And I thought, that's just a weird thing Why to say. Why would you say that? I mean... Pulls what? out, like, a massive knife. It just... Well, it makes me wonder, like, are as opposed to most aliens, that if they have a limb removed, they're, they're dead? dead? I don't yeah. understand. No, like, What's the comparison? In fact, for species on Earth, humans are surprisingly unresilient. Like, we can only, you know, stand temperatures within, like short range it's like several hundred degrees i guess but, uh, you know like you can only survive for a few minutes without air meanwhile cockroaches can survive for minutes without their head so yeah <laughs> humans aren't doing too well in the survival front most of the time chickens can get their I heads chopped right. off and then run around for like i think we're days right. uh so who's who who is rigsy the doctor who was calling him local knowledge again and i had to i had to remind the boys first yeah. of all we had to we had to remind ourselves who's rigsy <laughs> like who is this guy we thought he was from an entirely different episode yeah, yeah trip thought he was one of the two kids that clara was a nurse for not yeah. nurse, that's the wrong Teacher word. Teacher yeah. or... Whatever it was. Kind of. Yeah. No. Uh, nanny. Nanny. Nanny is, is, yeah. is the She's had American too many word. jobs. I don't even remember what she does anymore. Uh, she's a teacher at Cole Hill School. That's is what she, she though? Because it kind of seems like she's with the doctor all the time. Eh, well, yeah. now she's not... Now she doesn't have a job. Well, mm. yeah. So, like, season eight was... Remember how we had Amy and Rory having the, 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 you know, being tugged in the two directions, right? Living with yeah. the doctor, living at home with their family and having a normal life. And there was that tension back and forth. So in season eight, we did that with Clara, right? Because she was trying to hide the doctor from Danny and hide Danny from the doctor and like coming and going and being gone for two weeks. But it only felt like a minute, you know, and all those kinds of things. Season nine, we're like, meh, she's with the doctor now. Yeah. This is, this is like Rose... Martha, Donna, you know, just like full time in the TARDIS. That's her thing now. So, yeah, she said at the end, I finally figured what I'm running from. Sad. Oh, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, so at any rate, Riggsy was, in fact, not one of the two children. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. She was a nanny for um, he was the graffiti artist from uh, Flatland, Flatline, Flatline, Flatland, Flatland, Flatline, Flatline which is based off of the short story, story Flatland. Oh, and um, yeah, so he was called local knowledge because that's what the doctor viewed him as. That was that was what he brought to the table was, you know, that's where's funny. the back alley that leads to the subway tunnel that leads whatever um, <laughs> that kind of thing. And then when he said, I'm sorry, Riggsy. Riggsy says, don't call me Riggsy. Call me Pudding Brain or local knowledge or anything, but don't start calling me Riggsy. Because in other words, that means you're feeling bad for me because you're telling yeah. me there's no hope and I'm going to die. And he's like, no, that's not allowed. So, um, welcome back. Who is a shielder slash me? We, actually, I was going to say we didn't get any mention of a shielder this week, but we did. Because Clara, Clara didn't meet her as me. So remember the first episode, the oh, doctor yeah. and Clara met a shielder. Yeah. who at the time was a mortal woman 
And then the doctor had an adventure with her without Clara. And now all three of them are together. And Clara's like, we met, you know me. What are you, why are you acting weird? Basically. Yeah. And I thought they handled that um, pretty interestingly because she didn't just like blow Clara off or forget Clara. It was like, oh, you look just like your pictures, you know? (laughs) And she was like, what are you talking about? We met. Yes, I, I remember our conversations well. I've read them several times. What? I, I, yeah. So, like, obviously, Clara had a fond place in her memory. Mm-hmm. And I I like that better than if me had just been cold to, towards I, her. Because yeah. that's what I was Poor afraid you. to happen. You know, <coughs> does she have to lug around that massive that library, library <laughs> of <coughs> books? Only if she wants to remember things. Wait. Only if, which she By clearly way, seems to want to. That was what the 1700s. The last time I we know, saw her, right? How so big now is it's that been another library? 300 years because mm-hmm. the first time it was 300 years, right? Yeah, yeah. And so it's like another 300 years ish. So how do you even have that journals? Good grief! Buy I don't know three year journal. Well, you know, hopefully, hopefully by now the last couple of decades has been all you know all on computers or something. Yeah, she maybe. has to like photocopy it like. <laughs> scan it all yeah. in and everything yeah so eventually she's just gonna be on tiktok <laughs> that's what she's doing right now no. why did you look at me like that no. <laughs> um so she has become the mayor of an alien refuge in london and then as it turns out uh she's not really the mayor uh yeah. it's just uh, she gave herself the title. title mayor for the same reason that the doctor gave himself the title doctor it's oh, wait, something what? to live up to oh i didn't know that oh i thought she was actually the mayor is that no. why they called her Madam Mayor? No, 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 no. Madam, Madam Mayor is is so. <clears throat> this is breaking my when brain. you're addre- when you're addressing a mayor or the president or something who's a man. It's Mr. President, Mr. Mayor, Mr. Vice President, Mr. Secretary, those kind of things. If it's a woman, it would be Madam President, Madam Vice President. So like uh, Kamala Harris right now, if you were to address her, it would be Madam Vice President. Okay, that's that's the term. Yeah. I don't know why it's not Mrs., but it yeah. isn't. It's Matt. So is she the mayor or is she not then? Yeah, she, I mean, she's, she's the mayor the way some people would have been the sheriff of an old Western town, just because they decided, decided they were. to be and everyone else went along with it. Yeah. Okay. And, and like she said, you know, there were various times where you could tell she was doing the things she was doing because that's what the townspeople wanted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like, well, who's in charge? You know, if yes. she says this is what we're going to do and everybody does it, then she's in charge. But if she's saying that because everybody because she knows that's what everybody wants, then who's in charge? Um, which is, by the way, the nature of politics in general. Yeah. <laughs> but in this case, no, I doubt that she was duly elected or anything like that. She just it's like the doctor. Yeah. You know, you have no power here. Uh, right. But I'm in charge. You know, same yeah. same kind of thing. You have no authority, right? But I'm still in charge. I'm, I'm still the boss. Uh, the doctor, uh, the doctor, Clara says, uh, of a shoulder, uh, it's cute. He, uh, excuse me, the doctor, it's cute. He thinks I don't know. He has a secret room in the TARDIS where he collects mentions of you. <laughs> That's just weird. He's got some sort of room set up in the TARDIS um, for surveillance. Apparently, uh, yeah, that was that was an interesting. What did he say? It's 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 professional curiosity. And he, she said it's surveillance and it's, you know, it's weird or something like that. And she's in possession of a quantum shade, a.k.a. the coolest tattoo I've ever seen. I love that. Like she kind of like took this deep breath and it like went up her neck 
and then back down yeah. as she exhaled or whatever. That was that was really. You cool. know, I love how they didn't explain it whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? <laughs> what I does mean, that mean? It almost seems like she could literally just tack that number on literally anyone in the she universe, could. and then yeah. you're dead whenever she wants. Yeah. No. I don't understand why you have a problem with that. When you said something about that while we were watching it, what's the problem with that? That's like overpowered. <clears throat> Normally, a TV show wouldn't. I mean, what's the difference between what's that the... and saying if she pulled out a like, gun the Daleks are and freaking... shot you in the head, then there's nothing you can do. I can't to shoot a gun across the universe, and that I don't bullet think... can't trace you across. Yeah, yeah, but still, I mean, it's just a fancy high-tech sci-fi way of Why saying that she can kill anybody. The but she could have killed anybody. One of these years ago, planted on the doctor. Well, and then murdered him there. There's what? that. If these exist, why doesn't every powerful race in the universe, why aren't they at least trying to get access to it? Let alone know. already have access to uh, one. I don't know. It's so, like, just breaking of continuity. I, I hate it. <laughs> it's not breaking. <laughs> I'm starting to see what you had. Uh, if I was with, trying to take over the universe, that would be the first thing I went for. It would I, be the quantum shade? I, oh, is that a device that lets me kill anyone in the universe at my discretion at any time? Yes, please. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Uh, so who is Clara? She says, Dr. 101. She, she, has, she has, the way Jared put it was, Clara has essentially become as much of the doctor as any human can be, barring maybe Donna. Yeah. Um, she's thinking like the doctor, acting like the doctor, taking risks like the doctor. I felt like the scene where she was dangling out of the TARDIS, I felt like she was very much being like 11 there. Yeah. yeah. Just sort of carefree, la-di-da, like, oh, I might fall to my death. Isn't this fun? Seemed very much like Matt Smith. She says, Dr. 101, tricking the enemy into their own trap. And then Dr. 102, never tell anyone your real plan. So she, you know, yeah. she's learning. Uh, she says, sometimes Jane Austen and I prank each other. <laughs> who, who is that? Who she's is an that? author. I'm gonna look. What did she write? I can't remember. Well, did she write Pride and Prejudice? I wouldn't know. That's why I asked you. But I'm asking <laughs> you. Anyways, um, she's an author. So. She's not the one that we uh, that did Donna met, right? Pride that and was Prejudice. A... She was born in 1775. <laughs> What's your point? Oh, oh, she did. Okay, she did I write Pride, Pride and, Prejudice? and Prejudice. Was a new. No, you're thinking of Pride book. and Prejudice and Zombies. No, I'm not. That's the. <laughs> Sense and sensibility, no. pride, and yeah. pr pride and prejudice. I can't yeah. speak. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she only Mr. made Darcy, like six books. All those people. Yeah, very famous. Um, but yeah. So, anyways, I, okay. So, there's an <laughs> element to Clara's character that I've never been crazy about. What? And I don't know if it's my problem, and I just need to shut up. That's well, probably the case. Okay. All right. So we'll just move on. No. Yeah. Um, she, okay. So here she said, I, I don't know if y'all picked up on it, but it, she was saying Jane Austen and I prank each other and like, oh, she's the best. And like, and it's definitely what she was implying was like, she and Jane Austen are definitely into each other and definitely flirt. Yeah. Okay. And there was, there was a throwaway line earlier this season where she was saying something to her classroom about another famous historical woman and how she's a great kisser 
or something like that. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's just a throwaway line. And my the the thing that I have issue with Clara is that I feel like they decided in this season to add to her character the fact that she is in some way LGBT. Yeah. And I'm not sure because, <clears throat> I mean, you come off the heels of Danny Pink and I don't think you can call her gay. Yeah. So she's bi, maybe? No. And the the reason that I don't care for it is, is I kind of feel like it came out of left field. Yeah. And a lot of people um, have pointed this out. And the, I remember the first time I read anything about this, I was like, what are you talking about? And it's because I hadn't gotten to season nine yet. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. I, again, maybe I should just shut up. Maybe maybe I'm, I'm the mean, wrong person to be talking about. I don't about it. hate it because it's better than most, but they just... They're more subtle about it. And they're not trying to be all okay. in your face like, I'll oh, we're that. representing the LGBT community because right. that's what people want when they watch right. movies. And and by the way, I mean, like we've, well, I don't, I don't think this is a spoiler, but we're coming up on the first gay companion. Mm-hmm. Like that's right around the corner. And so I don't know if this was, if this was, if this was an early attempt to, to get there or something and try and here's the, here's my problem with it is I feel like they were trying to shoehorn in some rep- representation. Yeah. Right? Mm. I'm I'm fine with what where we're going. Um but I feel like this was a tacked on thing to be like, "Hey guys, what if we introduce some 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 LGBTQ representation via a companion?" And they're like, mm. "Well, we already have one." Ah, that's okay. Just put it on her. Is is what I feel like. Because there's not been any sort of indication of any of this prior to now. And again, I'll just, I'll end the conversation by saying, maybe that's just me being stupid. I, I really don't know, but I wasn't that. I love everything about Clara except for that. <laughs> be, be, again, it was so random. That's it's the thing. thing. That's the thing is it feel, it feels tacked on. And Corbin, you said it was subtle. I, I didn't feel like it was subtle. It, excuse me. It was subtle. It was not in your face. And, and like you said, they weren't going, hey, look, except that I did feel like it was so subtle, so throwaway that it wasn't really a part of her character. Yeah. Like, I thought she was joking. Like, you know, I didn't think she was being serious at all. Okay. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. So um, somebody correct me where I'm wrong. Somebody correct me where I'm wrong. I, I feel like it was I feel like it was tacked on which to me is the reverse of giving representation yeah, yeah. you know it's the reverse of giving the voice it's saying JK Rowling, it's pandering it's it, yes yes mm-hmm. thank you um except not after the fact midstream yeah yeah midstream i mean there's there's another show that that we watch um by we i mean uh, uh me and your mom um Brooklyn Nine-Nine, where a character, I don't know, five seasons in, comes out of the closet as bi. But it she comes out of the closet as bi. Yeah. They make a point of it, and that's why they... And, and then as it turns out, that actress actually is, and she had a part of, uh, of saying, yes, this would be a great storyline, and she helped make sure that they handled it properly and these kinds of things. Whereas I feel like this was just sort of like thrown on. 
Mm-hmm. So I don't. Somebody correct me where I'm wrong because I'm willing. I'm willing to be told that I have no idea what I'm talking about. Um, I just it's the one thing I don't like about Clara, and I like so much else about it, yeah. including the part where she says to the doctor, "You're going to be alone now, and you're very bad at that. <laughs> don't let this change you. Don't be a warrior. Be a doctor." She's met the war doctor. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. She was there for I mean, the. She's moment. known every doctor. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. But she was there when he was agonizing over the decision yeah. to, to use the moment, right? And he he became the war doctor to be a warrior. That was the whole point. And she says, don't be a warrior, be a doctor. He says, I don't know how. She says, then heal yourself. And she says, don't insult my memory. There will be no revenge and no one else here will suffer. Man. <laughs> okay. Good. What? <laughs> what so does that mean? Good. Oh, oh, oh. I thought you were saying, oh, man, I wanted to see the doctor take revenge. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> be I thought you were being like, oh, man. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, can we all admit that things were about to go really bad for a shelter? Oh, yeah. The doctor things were about, about to go to kick butt. very, she messed very up bad. really bad. He was oh, like, yeah. give me a day, I'll have the. Daleks and the Cybermen. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, he was uh he was throwing out some wordy dirts. Uh, he was just kind of breaking bad, and um, she's like, "No, stop it. You know, that's not what this, I made this decision. Doesn't matter what the circumstances were that got us here. I made the decision, and I'm fine with it. And then even as you mentioned, mm-hmm. uh, you know, maybe this is what I was trying to do. You know, that kind of thing. I don't want to get too too far into that because we'll come back around to that. So who is the doctor? Um, I love the line, did you make this human? <laughs> yeah, that was great. Why is the doctor simultaneously so great with babies, so great with children, and yet so, so, so awful with so babies ignorant. and children too? Yeah. So stupid. Very confused. They go back and forth, man. Like, you know, the whole, like the 11th doctor, you know, uh, cool is not cool and making the kids dance and, you know, and all that kind of stuff. But then at yeah. the same time, uh, and he speaks baby, you know, and all these kinds of things. But then other times he's like, oh, look, a little tiny human. Did you make that? What the heck, doctor? Um, he brought the cards back out. We had oh, we had the yeah. return of the prompt cards. Um, the, <laughs> the top one of which said, I could be wrong. Let's try it your way. <laughs> I just love that Clara has given him these little yeah. these little prompts. And then he and then he kills all of that by saying there's no polite way of saying you're about to die. And Riggs is oh, like, wait, what? Hang yeah. on. Yeah. Um, I love Clara telling the doctor, uh, good cop, bad cop. And he says, could I not be the bad cop? She said, I mean, the, the good cop. She says, doctor, we've discussed this. Your face. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dang yeah, yeah, it. Right. Dang it, Peter Capaldi. <laughs> Why did you take this gig? <laughs> did you know it was just going to be three seasons uh, of them insulting your eyebrows and or face? Jeez. I, I can only hope some part of this was him. Like, oh yeah, making them. I, you you got to know he something. was being a good sport about it, like, yeah. Or or at least you got to hope <laughs> he would have quit. But, yeah, like. yeah. I mean, maybe that's why we only got three seasons out of him. <laughs> maybe. Um, let's see. The doctor is no longer here. You have to deal with me. Oh my Man. gosh, that was when Scary. speaking of him raining down on a shoulder. Oh, uh, before that. Uh oh gosh, now I can't think of what her actual name was. Anna Anasan or An Anasan. I don't know the 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 two faced girl um she says when i look at you i can't tell your past from your from your future and there's so very much of both it's like wow <laughs> yeah uh, which no also idea. is just confirming they can make doctor who for as long as they want 
And oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. Oh, you have no idea. Uh, let's see. He's uh, the the doctor says, I don't care. Clara says, you do care. You always have. Your reign of terror will end at the sight of the first crying child and you know it. And it's just like, uh, you got me. Uh, the Wakia pointed out this happening in the beast below. Amy's first adventure. Remember, he says, we do not interfere. And she says, oh, so we don't interfere unless there's a child crying. Remember, he saw the crying child and well, like all of a sudden he's no longer on the TARDIS and yeah. she's seeing him on the view screen or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, oh, gosh. And then the last the last zinger that he gives a shoulder, you'll find that it's a very small universe when I'm angry with you. Spends the next five billion Dang years. Got it, doctor. Spends the next so five good. billion years stuck in a prison. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, so, guys, Noobs in the Hoobian is also brought to you by Vic- <laughs> listeners like Victor, Jared, and James. If you find value in what we do and you want to give a little bit of value back, here's what you do. Head over to noobsinthehoobian.com slash support, and you can find out all of the ways that you can uh, help out. Again, whatever's there. Just just click on something and follow the instructions. If it's a, if it's a link over to Amazon, uh, click on it and and buy something. Uh, subscribe to BritBox. Buy uh, the uh, by the way, you can get you can get the whole of Peter Capaldi's time on Doctor Who, including the Christmas specials, for twenty bucks on a nine DVD yeah. set that comes in one little box. That's what we're using right now. Um, I actually yeah. just recommended this to a friend on um, on Facebook. He was like, "Man, I was just getting into Doctor Who. He's watching it for the first time, mm-hmm. and he's like, uh, they took it off of Amazon." And I was like, "Yeah, tell me about it." By the way, here's the DVDs. So I don't know if he'll go buy those or not, but I'm hoping he will. So whatever it is, guys, uh, head over there and uh, check something out. Click on something. Follow the instructions. Noobsinthehoovian.com slash support. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, Corbin. laughing at my Go ahead. Corbin has feelings. This, this week's edition of Corbin has feelings. I don't know. I have a few complaints about this episode. <laughs> Some of which and you've already voiced. Name yeah. five. Ultimately, <laughs> it's not gonna like reflect in my rating because. Oh, now I can't wait. The ending, <laughs> the ending makes up for it, but this episode was just boring. Like, I was, I can't even really say why, but nothing was really just grabbing grab me for the okay. entire episode. I don't know. There's there wasn't like a whole lot of suspense and. They've got this whole murder mystery thing going on. It just, it wasn't interesting. It didn't, it wasn't interesting at all. And I don't, I don't really what, know why. What did, what did you want to see? I don't know. What could they have done? Well, I think one thing they definitely could have done, which I was also a little upset about, is, you know, whenever you have a murder mystery episode, or thing in general, you always have that final scene that's is the villain laying out what they did. Right. And I always kind of like that because then you get to see, oh, here's Didn't... how all these things tied in together and Oh, so whatnot. so so you're saying we got the confession that it was all her, but she didn't say, Now let me tell you they, how I did it. Is that what you're saying? Even when the mm-hmm. doctor sort of kind of explained what happened, right? It didn't really make sense and Huh. There was just a lot of confusing stuff because okay so the guy gets a phone call answers it for whatever reason it was probably spam for all he knew but he <laughs> he picks it up he goes out on the street 
somehow finds the street that wasn't really clear and he's just standing over a dead body when all of a sudden the guards come running out and they're like you murdered this person right and i don't it was just the murder mystery wasn't done well i don't know i don't know what it was but so it I didn't feel like much of a mystery to be honest like we're, we're left to infer that a shielder is the one who called him yeah, because like, that was never said, right? Yeah. I don't think that was ever outright said. We, we never had like the flashback of her hanging up the phone, or mm-hmm. you know, or something like you know, and making a and dastardly face or something. We never make got that. the mistake that sometimes happens in murder mysteries, where you pretty much only end up with two reasonable candidates, and one of them is like already the suspect, who we know is innocent. So it's like, then it's got to be the other person, right? Because in this case, it was kind of like, all right, it's got to be a shoulder or this guy. And it's a little unclear, but we can be pretty sure it wasn't Riggsy. Yeah. Right, yeah. He had doubts, but we can say with almost utmost certainty, it wasn't him. And they keep saying, oh, it must be someone on the street. But we haven't been introduced to any of the characters on the street yeah. except for, like, that guard. So right. it's like, who else could it really be except the shoulder? And it feels like less of a mystery. More like a fake mystery. I don't think that was the point of this episode, though. All right, that's kind of where I was going. This wasn't like, ooh, mystery. No, it wasn't even a murder mystery for half of it, I guess. Because at first, the first half was just dedicated to finding the flipping place. Right. Well, yeah, that was cool. What are you talking about? (laughs) So, Tripp, you say maybe the murder mystery wasn't the point. Then what was I don't know, but... Maybe Clara's sacrificial death? Well, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> maybe that's what this episode is I would is say that's about. entirely what this episode is But about. then it's like, you know, 35-minute whole... lead-up to a five-minute scene right at the very end, and none of the other... I mean, it's relevant to what happens at the end, but it's all just kind of filler and kind of boring. I mean... Kind of. Yeah, I I get what you're saying. If you came into this episode looking for a murder mystery, then you might be let down. If you come into it knowing that this is the final character growth episode for a long-term companion, and they are laying the breadcrumbs for you, right? By the way, did either of you see that coming? I mean, she's like, oh, what could go wrong? What could could go wrong? What? What could go wrong? Give me the freaking thing. What could go wrong? It's like, okay, something's going to There's go absolutely wrong. nothing. She just take it off, right? <laughs> all right, so that all right, that brings us down into the next section about can we talk about Clara's death? So, first, <clears throat> get ready for a long string of qualifiers. Clara is the first long-term companion to actually die on screen since Adric. You guys remember Adric? Mm-hmm. Going the dude that went way down on with back, the ship. Went down and, and, no, yeah, and he was the asteroid. Run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the asteroid that killed the dinosaurs. So <clears throat> there's a lot of qualifiers there, right? But it's kind of a big deal. Yeah. You know, yeah. <clears throat> it, it sounds like one of those ones where, oh, by the way, this is also the first, and I'm not joking, this is the first episode where we see the burgundy suit on the 12th Doctor. Like that was in the miscellaneous trivia. Whoa. I know how much you guys love that when we used to talk you about that. Also mentioned with that they were eating French suit. fries or yeah. some crap. <laughs> yeah, it actually did mention the name of one of the shops, oh, that's nice. and it was clickable. Mm-hmm. 
So I'm like, oh, this must be a tie-in to no. new to Classic Who or a real world thing. Nope. No. It was a two sentence description of this scene. Wiki. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. But at any rate, um, okay, so first long-term companion, right? So this is not a one-off companion. This is not you know, the guy that had the thing implanted in his head and then got whacked by the (laughs) Daleks later on or whatever. Um, And also to actually, so, so actually die on screen. So there's two parts there. Die on screen, right? Because Mm -hmm. uh, Amy and Rory died, but they didn't die on screen. Yeah. They lived died of old age. Yeah. they, They lived a full long life after their time with the doctor and died off screen, right? Um, You also can't count Amy and Rory in this thing because they died a bunch of times, but oh, they didn't yeah. actually die. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So the way the Wikia pointed uh said it actually was the first long term companion to permanently die <laughs> on screen. She's died before on screen. Uh yes. Yeah, she has. yeah, we saw Clara we've seen Clara die multiple times Which on screen. I think we should mention there are still millions of Claras out there just roaming the universe. Out there right somewhere now. in time and space. That's right. Uh, so secondly, uh, wow, uh, Jared mentioned this to me in an email, uh, and I said this earlier that she became as much like the doctor as any human could be. Plus Jenna Coleman's performance at the end of this episode was amazing. Everything from her telling when the doctor is just like raining down on a shoulder and then Clara butts in and says, stop it. From that moment on, she owns this entire series shut it yeah <laughs> shut up um she is she is in charge okay so first of all the character clara is in charge oh yeah she is running the show she and and jenna coleman is running the show at this point she is owning every piece of every line every action that yeah. she takes her her slow walk out into the street and meeting the bird with arms wide open and leaning into it. And then, you know, the whisper, let me be brave. Let me be brave. Just every bit of this. I told Jared, I was like, there's some other stuff Jenna Coleman has done that I've got to go watch now. Cause I need to see her do some other stuff because she's so, so good. Um, and we just said that the other day about her playing Bonnie yeah. in the Zygon inversion. She just killed that, that whole role. It was just amazing. You know, um, so let's, let's talk more broadly about Clara's death here. So for you guys, does this make sense as the end of her story? Does the, does, did this work for you? Was it satisfying? Uh, this is a dumb way to go out. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Coming <I> mean, strong. <laughs> like, it wasn't like sacrificing to save a whole planet and like going out to fight in this like epic battle against like no, the No, but Daleks it was sacrificing to save one person, one, one. which is as doctor who as you can get yeah it was like this one dude and like she didn't even know she was sacrificing herself yeah, that's not what she thought she it. yeah she thought she was tricking the system but she thought she was tricking the system but she was also willing to take the risk for him i remembered this a little differently oh. i remembered her doing this as a much more self-sacrificial thing it um, seemed but like... you're right it, it it she was not taking a bullet for him yeah she thought she was taking the bullet out of the gun yeah. and then putting it to her own head is what is what she really thought she was doing. Well, did she know the person who get, wait, what, what was the thing from prestige? Whatever. Who cares? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it was, don't say it. <laughs> don't, don't give anything away for that. 
about that one. Um, so Trip, you thought it was kind of lousy that she that she went out this way. Yeah, I, she should have gone out kicking butt and taking names. And all right, so so then here's the question. Then you guys you guys have made me look at this a little bit differently. I I saw this as her laying her life down for for someone who she didn't even know aside Basically. from the previous adventure. Yeah, I well, was, they seem to know each other pretty well. I mean, she gave him kind of the doctor's number in case he was ever in a life-ending yeah but i mean that was not because they knew each other other than the that previous episode what i would say though is that this echoes when the doctor said somebody said something once about an insignificant person and the doctor said i've met billions of people and i've never met one who wasn't important yeah Yeah. i've never met one unimportant person you know that's his whole thing um and then now we have the 12th doctor if you can't save everybody save someone you know that's why he has this face that whole thing so here's clara embodying that by dying in place of a nobody who's appeared in two episodes of Doctor Who. I but she didn't really know what she was doing. And that's where you guys are, are changing my mind a little bit, is that she didn't know that that's what she was doing, so does it work? Does it work for, her, well, for the end of her That's not all? even my problem with it. Okay. Which, I, I disagree with Trip. I think this was a fine send-off for her, but my problem was at the end of the episode, she's kind of monologuing like, it seems like my adventuring has finally caught up to me and all my risk-taking and whatnot, what? and now been... it's finally gotten the best of me. And it's like, she's never been the most adventurous companion that the Doctor has she had. She hasn't been taking risks or anything. I know, she hasn't Th- been a risk-taker, really, on this show, especially compared to other companions that he's had. But then they kind of make it sound like, I think, oh, she's done all this risky stuff. I think she stuff. has, though, in the last few stories though. other than this episode the last there's few, been no but... there's been no lead up to That's she's gonna die you character. don't think in the zygon story she she was there was no there no i Did don't she, think so like she went into that house to help that little girl and then ended up getting well, caught by the zygons and... i mean maybe in the most recent ones but it's certainly not been a big part of her character and they were kind of making it sound like that was her character. Oh, she's the risk taker, and now finally yeah. she's taken her last risk or whatever. And it's like she she wasn't ever know. really I think, that. I think if you if you really look back at season nine, ever since Danny died, okay, prior to Danny's death, maybe at the end of season eight, you're right. Yeah, she was a, she was a school teacher. She was a nanny. She was not big risk taker. But then after that, she got progressively more risky and 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 reckless um she has posed as the doctor yeah um Mm -hmm. you know she has like i said you know uh she took on bonnie head on yeah um in a psychic showdown you know and everything um and then and then they kind of bring it to its its zenith with her dangling out the tardis and then going behind the doctor's back and using his tactics you know, like she, you know, rule one of the doctor, the doctor lies. Well, she's like, I'm going to lie to the doctor. Like I said, though, that was this episode. It seemed like I think it would have been a now, bit. I think it would have been a bit much if she'd have been that way for like multiple episodes. It would have been like, what? Is, what? They were world? certainly playing up the risk taking factor in this, in episode. this episode. Yeah. Yeah. They, it, they definitely hanging were. out the open TARDIS door while like flying she, above London. Like. I she wouldn't have done that last. Like if episode, she hadn't died in this episode, I wouldn't have been surprised. Like, what? I don't know. Like, I was very surprised when she died. It didn't make any sense to me. 
It's like, it was very, I don't know, unplanned. Like, there was n- definitely no lead up except in this episode. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I feel like throughout the season, they've been building it up. That, they, that she's been more and more independent. We talked about in The Magician's Apprentice, The Witch is Familiar, how units seem to be reporting to her. Yeah. At one yeah, point. Yeah. Um, she's been much more assertive and in, I felt like she was much more assertive, independent and in control. Yeah, but I've never felt and that, that became recklessness. I don't. I've just never felt. Oh, she's suddenly taking more risks, which they totally could have shown in a easy to see and understand way. Like, sure, maybe her almost getting killed because she took a big risk. And then it's like, OK. She's getting more reckless now, yeah. and then we see it's finally gotten her, and right. she she dies because she took a risk. Right. I will say you guys have, have uh, softened me a little bit because I was thinking this is an amazing way for her to go out, but then you guys kind of take the teeth out of it when you remind me that she didn't know she was taking the bullet. Yeah, yeah. She wasn't jumping in front of the bullet, um, really. She didn't know she was jumping in front of a bullet. So that does that does kind of soften it a little bit, but I still think I I, I like this I like this ending um, for for her storyline. I think um, and her kind of putting maybe too fine a point on it by saying you know ever since Danny you know um, that she's been different and she has. Um, all right, so lastly, do you think she's gone? Yeah. Yeah, so obviously it may I debated on whether or not to say this. It may be spoilery, but I can say that what you saw in this episode is real and is final. Mm-hmm. That's why there were all those qualifiers, you know, long term companion to actually die on screen, you know, all these kinds of things, um, you know, that that's for real. Um, Corbin, though, has has a thought. Well, yeah, like I said millions of her out there apparently they're even just intersecting with the doctor's timeline constantly so in theory they could bring her back but i don't really see that happening so okay if they wanted to they totally could but i think they've kind of moved on now and she's she's mm-hmm. gone yeah, for it's, real. it seems like the impossible girl idea once we once she hit as i've referenced hit the bottom of that fall that that was it We've not run into other incarnations of Clara since then. Mm-hmm. They kind of yeah. like we're like we're we're done with that storyline now. So um, I did. Uh, Braden and Braden had said something the other day about. Her, uh, I forget what he said. He watched this episode with us, and he was kind of like, "Wow, she died quick." And I was like, "She's been here for two and a half seasons." Yeah. Oh, that's what it was, Trip. She made the transition. That's what we were talking about. Doctors. Yeah, she was. She had the last half of Eleven's season, and then these two seasons so i mean she's she's you know done some episodes (laughs) she's been around for a little while um she was in the 50th anniversary episode um you know did a couple of christmas specials all these kinds of things um so um yeah we'll we'll have to see what happens so um brayden brayden's understanding of her time on the show was compressed because he's probably seen three episodes with her (laughs) because he doesn't watch it with us most of the time so at any rate, all right, well, guys, that brings us down to the classic who connections. Jared said there's not a ton, but I always like hearing what he has to say about it. So let's check out what he's got for us. Hello, noobs in the Whovian. This is Jared with your classic who connections for face the Raven. 
I really don't have a whole lot for you. Uh, it just it seems like whenever there's an a, an episode surrounding the character me, so so not me, Jared, but the character me, uh, that uh, there it's very much a a new who focused uh, centric episode. But we did have a couple of things. So first of all, we have the aliens on the street that we could see when the perception filter was was wearing off. Uh, we saw Santarin, we saw an ice warrior, and we saw an Ood repairing a Cyberman. Uh, which, of course, the Ood is not a classic Who uh, character, but the Cyberman is. And then finally, uh, the only other thing I noticed um, was that the TARDIS was painted at the end. Uh, we had the Riggsy uh, p- painting the mural on it, and uh, that was cool. But uh, the TARDIS was painted before. It was painted pink in the serial The Happiness Patrol. And it was painted pink by... The Happiness Patrol in that serial. This is a a, a a serial that if you if you're interested in watching what my wife would call a fever dream. I'd never heard that term before uh, meeting my wife. Fever dream, but uh, this is a weird one. Uh, the Happiness Patrol. It's the Seventh Doctor and Ace. Uh, so we we saw them recently in the Classic Who rewinds, and it has one of. Uh, what's often rated as one of the top like five if not the top worst uh classic who monster baddie whatever you want to call it and that's the candy man and that's candy man with a k he's like a robot thing built out of candy uh or candy looking stuff it's really weird it's really something that i have to think can only be a product of the late 80s. I mean, for, for those of you that didn't live through the late 80s into the early 90s, that was a strange time for media. Uh, there was a lot. Excess was was a big thing, and really out there weird stuff was was very, very commonplace, more, more so than it should be, especially if you were trying to, as uh, Doctor Who was at the time, uh, connect with uh, the young younger viewers. So uh, we've got... <laughs> We've got the, it's just, it's, we, we got the happiness patrol and we've got the candy man. It just is, it's all, it's all very strange. So check it out. If you, if you want a, a, a bit of a lark, uh, go, go have fun watching that one. Um, otherwise, uh, that's really all I saw, uh, in there for classic who connections. Um, it, I, uh, of course, I like the ones that have more Classic Who connections. I, I'm a big Classic Who fan, but uh, I liked this one, and I liked it probably. It's one of my favorite, um, you know, sad, of course, sad ending, but one of my favorite ones to watch uh, from the 12th Doctor, uh, I'd say. I think they, uh, it was, um, you guys probably already talked about, it's kind of maybe a slower moving, but uh, that's very British, uh, very British mystery kind of uh, set up there. So, um I, I rating it. I'm going to give it a nine out of 10 ravens that don't say nevermore. I kept, you know, face the raven. I kept waiting for some reference to, uh, you know, the, the, uh, 
oh goodness, what's the guy's name? Well, you guys know the name, you know, quote the Raven nevermore, some some sort of reference to that. And so you're probably screaming into your uh, iPhones right now. Um, Edgar Allan Poe, there it is, got it. I was so prepared for this one. Anyway, uh, and then, so nine out of 10 for, for my rating. And then 100 creep levels, um, not that it was all that scary, uh, jump scares or anything like that, but that it was kind of creepy that, you know, you've got a tattoo that's counting down till the moment of your death. That's pretty creepy. That's enough for me to give it 100 creep levels. So thank you to uh, the TARDIS Wikia. really needed the help on because, well, with uh, I, I hadn't remembered that the Happiness Patrol painted the TARDIS pink on my own, but uh, rec- recognize the, the creatures at least. Uh, but so thank you to the TARDIS Wikia and thank you to Noobs and the Whovian for having me on and looking forward to bringing you more Classic Who Connections next time. So I just looked up the Happiness Patrol on the Wikia to look at some of the notes. And under the section we always like to make fun of food and beverages. (laughs) Everybody's favorite section. There's there's the line, The doctor uses lemonade to stick the candy man's feet to the ground and water to unstick them. What? What? Uh Uh-huh. I don't know what that means. (laughs) And uh, under technology, the happiness patrol use weapons called fun guns. <laughs> I want to watch this episode. <laughs> I kind of do too. This is amazing. Oh, that's great. That's fantastic. Uh, uh yeah. <laughs> so, uh Jared gave it 9 out of 10 ravens that don't say nevermore. Jared, I'm with you. Anytime I see a raven, I'm I'm thinking of Edgar Allan Poe. Freaking yeah. poem. And we so weren't screaming weird. into our iPhones, we're Android users. So, please uh, yeah. stop insulting us. <laughs> uh at any rate, um Jared gave it 9 out of 10. Corbin, you want to poison the well? Yeah, shut up. 2 um, out of 10. <laughs> you know, I I've I don't like this episode very yeah, much. Yeah, obviously. So, what's your rating? It's just <laughs> I've already said it's boring. And also, I thought Clara's death scene was fine, but now that we've talked about it, I kind of don't like it so much anymore. Oh, that's funny. Because <laughs> she just wasn't sacrificing herself. The like one thing I that brought up the episode. Yeah, right? Yeah. 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 I'm going uh, I'm to say uh, 7.5 um, crap. I don't. I don't actually know. I can't remember crazy tattoos. <laughs> I mean, if it tells you anything, I don't remember anything from this episode. Oh, man. Uh, All right, Trip. what about you? Um, Like Corbin said, I was, I was going to go with a nine, but then we talked a little bit about Clara's uh, death scene and how it wasn't... There wasn't anything to it. It, like... She wasn't willingly sacrificing herself. It was like an accident, okay. an accidental sacrifice. Okay. And I do like like all the stuff she was saying about the doctor and like I do like the scene. I just don't think she had a good death scene. Like I think they could have done it better. Yeah, that's a fair point. Like the scene was the scene was good, but the way she went out just wasn't. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to give it 8.5 Raging Doctors. 8.5 Raging Doctors. Um, all right. Yeah, I don't know. I'm struggling now. I think there, okay, there are definitely some cool elements yeah. to the to the episode. I First, I've already said I love a shielder. I love me. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
just because I love immortals. Uh, it's just one of my favorite tropes in in sci-fi. I love perception filters and uh, what's what, uh, what was it misdirection circuits and lurk worms, all that crap. I love that. That you know, anytime yeah. you think there's something happening and you're like, ah, it's just my imagination. Nope, it's aliens. I love that. Um, I I do like the doctor. Uh, excuse me, Clara's end. I, 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 I like this, this end for her. It is tragic, but that's part yeah. of why I like it. Yeah. Cause, cause you know, <sighs> companions are going to go out one of two ways. They're going to go out tragically, or they're going to go out by just saying, I'm done. I'm going home now. Yeah. Um, I like, I'm trying to think of any other way. That we've ever just dies of old age. <laughs> well, no, I mean, like even that, even Amy and Rory, like they're that leaving the doctor was tragic. Yeah. The way that it happened, you know, they were ripped away when they weren't ready, and then Amy had to make this impossible choice, and you know, and all that kind of stuff. And um, so, so many of the characters, that's that's the way it is. You know, it's it's never going, it's never going to be happy. So why not make it really sad? You know, like why, why not make it tragic? Yeah. And I kind of, I don't know why, um, maybe this says more about me than anything else, but I, I like the tragic, I like yeah. the big grandiose tragic endings for, for these characters. Mythology then. I have, <laughs> maybe that's part of where it comes from. Um, yeah. So there, there's a lot of elements to, to the story that I really do like. You guys have definitely pointed out some of the, some of the flaws yeah. and, you know, I guess I guess I knew where this episode was going, and so I was paying attention more to that and less to the murder the mystery. So I probably yeah. was less distracted. I mean, by those flaws than you guys were because did I mean did you guys know going into this episode that she was going to die? Yeah, because yeah, I knew what the next episode. Was. Okay, I couldn't remember how much y'all remembered. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know how the much thing you guys remembered. About was that. like they kind of foreshadowed it with how ridiculous over the top she was being about how it was going to be fine if yeah. you give me the tattoo right but for the most part i don't think i would have seen this death coming i would have thought it was a normal murder mystery till we get the reveal at the end oh it was a shoulder also she's not dead also she was trying to get the doctor also clara is now going to die so you're saying if we hadn't done the flash forward episode if you hadn't already no, seen that one yeah, yeah no idea. i wouldn't have, have seen it i wouldn't have thought Oh, there's an end coming to this character. Okay, especially and like I said, I, I really couldn't. I, I really wasn't sure what you guys knew and remembered from that because it has been a long time ago. Yeah. I mean, it was that yeah. was like a year. It's a memorable half, episode. That was before though. we sure. even knew Clara. Oh yeah, I mean, we watched that back during tens. Yeah. Uh, time frame, I think. So, at any rate, all that being said, I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of split the difference here. And uh, give it eight out of ten. I already forgot what it was. Oh, dangling Claras. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jared gave it a hundred out of five hundred creep levels. I'm gonna give it uh, twenty five. Just I don't know that there was. Whoops. Yeah. I don't know that it was a lot of 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 real creepiness. Some of the flashing back and forth when they would see through the veil. Yeah, that was that a little was, bit creepy, but cool. not not terribly. So yeah. anybody I'm just else gonna. Give it a 10. Okay. Corbin? 10. Yeah. It wasn't scary. No. Mm, One. (laughs) I don't know. There wasn't. It wasn't meant to be creepy. There wasn't anything creepy about it. So. Are you literally giving it a one? (laughs) Yeah. Wow. All right. 
Uh, so guys, that brings us down to the game plan. Next week, we continue with episode 11, Heaven Sent. After that, we're doing Hellbent. And um, we made a, a small change that um, I, I think interferes with what we've already talked about. So what we're going to do is we're going to finish out the season with Heaven Sent and Hellbent. And then we're going to go straight into the Christmas special. Originally, we had talked about doing the eighth Doctor, uh, Doctor Who, the movie. But we're going to, because we have the back-to-back Christmas episodes, uh, we're going to do Heaven Sent, Hellbent, Husbands of River Song. We're going to go ahead and hit the Christmas special. Then we will do the eighth Doctor, which is our last of our treks through the classic Who rewinds uh, one per Doctor. Then we're going to do a timey-wimey that is still to be determined. And then we're going to do our parallel universe, Doctor Who and the Daleks from 1965, the one with Peter Cushing. Uh, And then we'll do the return of Dr. Mysterio, which is the the next Christmas special after that. And then guys, we'll be beginning the end of our time with Capaldi with season 10. So uh, that is what is coming up. And we'll also um, have a little bit of a uh, eighth doctor primer. That'll be a 0.5 episode. So keep your, your uh, subscriptions up to date and refreshing. And we'll make sure that that comes out to you um, in plenty of time before uh, you're going to be diving into that movie. So guys, until next time, News in the Whovian is a production of Master Closet Studios, where it's always smaller on the inside. Your senior producer is me, Austin Reason. Our audio engineer is this guy. I'm Trip. The production editor is the other guy. I'm Corbin. Special thanks to TARDIS.Wikia.com for the trivia. Thanks to Jared for his classic Who connections. And shout-outs to Victor, Jared, and James for their Patreon support. You can find us at NoobsAndTheHoovian.com, which will give you links to all of our social media and more, including full show notes and maybe even some video soon. Ooh. Ooh, teasers again. Uh, wherever you found us, guys, make sure that you subscribe and leave us a rating. Share us with a friend, not because we're a great show, but because we watch one. As always, my name is Austin. I'm the Hoobian. These are my sons, Corbin and Trip, And, and we're the news. And until next time, be safe if you can, but always be amazing. Goodbye. I just realized Clara said that line. Oh, really? Sad, Clara. <laughs> yeah. Be whip. You know, we didn't even uh, mention how ridiculous it is that they thought Riggsy was the killer. Makes no sense. (laughs) What?